0: Here we are at the follow the Sports Podcast. I'm your host with the most, so have a toast. Peter Johnson, the draft happened. Yes, the draft happened. But we have a lot of explanations on drafts coming around, but we're going to talk some sixer draft. That's what we're going to – I will have a whole draft on the 2022 NBA draft because I also got my 2023 NBA draft prospect ring that's coming out. So, stay tuned for that. The Philadelphia 76 has traded the 23rd pick in Danny Green for the Anthony Melton. Now, the average 11 a game last year, 37% from three. He's a, he's a high level, explosive guard, but not like that. It's like Jake Milton's a high level uh, scoring guard, you know, we can say that. You know, Melton a little bit more explosive. But it's just like getting another, you know, more defensively sounded, Shake Milton, you know. You know, Milton's a dog. He's definitely a dog, but more, a little bit more aggressive. It's not even really much of a difference. Like, you give Milton around Morant, you get Milton, I mean, Milton, if you put him around, give him more responsibility. When Milton's on, he's on. Milton's a. Look what Milton did last year. Look what he did when he came back off injury. Like, let's be serious about this. You know, Milton could have averaged 10 or 11 points a game. He wasn't injured. He was hurt. So, I just feel like those two guards, you know, are the same type of guard. But Milton's just a little bit more aggressive. He's a little bit more aggressive, and he's better on defense. Shake Milton shot 47% from the field. He shot 53% from three in the playoffs. Melton shot 32% from the field. Like 20-something percent from the field in the playoffs. I mean both of them, Milton averaged 5.6 points. Um Milton averaged 5 points. Milton's definitely a better defense player. Always he's he's definitely gonna add so much to defense. My thing is I like Milton. I just say twenty a first round pitch. Like and Danny Green. And Danny Green. Like, I know y'all oh he had an injury. He might not be the same. Danny Green, the last couple of times that was said about him on each team, he performed. Oh, he did bad on the Lakers. How he gonna come to the Sixers and do good? He helped the Sixers through all playoffs. He's always a contributor. They're gonna get a playoff contributor on Memphis, that is just what it is. Older player, okay, we got a younger player. But you give them two and we get one. Sheik Milton, um, you know, he averaged around nine points a game, eight points a game actually in the season. And Milton shot better than him in the season time. But like I said, Sheik Milton was hurt. He came through, he was hurt, he was battling back, and then he started, when he took off, he took off. You know, there was games where Embiid and Harden wasn't there, and he showed out, and they won because of Milton. So what I'm trying to do is compare both of them and say we got that guard. There's no way we could have got at least, at least in which I still feel it should have been another player second-round pick, we acting like the 23rd pick. We just got Tyrese Maxey from the 23rd pick. Guys like Jaden Hardy slipped. Slipped. It's a lot of guys that slipped. Well, a lot of players that slipped right past everyone's thinking. Then you're looking at guys that had the same pedigree as Melton. It was younger, if you want to talk about that. But you get a guy that can impact. Right? He can impact. I, I really, really believe as soon as you put Melt in there, he's gonna impact like he did. But we're talking about a first round pick when other young players slip right past your fingers. Jaden Hardy to me, you can talk about a lot of guys that that slipped into the second round. It wasn't drafted. You can talk about a lot of them. Justin Lewis Jr. intended could have been drafted at 23. One guy, Jay Ballas, said it was a second round steal. Shout out to my man Jay Ballas. You know, he was like, you know, that's why maybe me Miss Mel Kuyper, him and Mel Kuyper, we talking about draft experts between the, the and, and on basketball and and Mel Kuyper on football, no question. But you know, that's one guy he put it out there. It was, it was a, it was a lot of guys out there that slipped past twenty three that could have been drafted. I mean. A young talent. Melton was a one young talent at one time. <laughs> Melton was a young talent at one time that, you know, he was chosen the second round. <laughs> the se- we- just think about it. We, we-, we-, we traded a first-round pick. And not to say that he couldn't be regarded as a late first-round pick because of the production a little bit, but in a way, no. Like He could be still be where he was drafted at. The- what he had done his career is exactly where he was drafted at. When you get a second round pick, you don't intend them for them not to do nothing. I don't, I don't get that one. Like, what, what, what are we, what are you saying about second round picks? If we're saying that Melton is a for sure first round pick, I'm just, there's no doubt. Let me tell you something. When you get a first round pick that late, you got to get a guy who you would think would be your starter. He don't have to be a starter. He could be a bench player for his whole career, but he's a guy that can step in and start. I don't think Melton. Like you got Shake Milton and you got Milton. Shake Milton and Milton are not two guys that are gonna be starting. For I mean, like starting for your team. Like right now, would somebody put Shake Milton as a starter? But Shake Milton lights it up. He does light it up. But as a starter, right now, it's not a those type of guys. A 23rd pick. Like I said before, Tyrese Maxey. Jaden Springer was 28. Jaden Springer is a guy that's going to develop into a starter, even on the bench. Like, we just got to. But the thing is, it's an extra player in a first round pick. You can pass with that. Okay, late first round pick. You can pass with that. You might can pass with that. As much as you like Melton as a dog, you want something more for a first-round pick being traded. And that's just it. But bottom line, Jaden Hardy, who I was talking to, uh, my guy, Dan Roche, if I say your name wrong, you know, he'd me alive for Dan Roche. Listen, it's crazy. He was like, well, what's wrong with the pick? Listen, First round pick and a player. A playoff player. Immediately, immediately, you're getting a player. Immediately, you're getting a player that has been in the playoffs, contributed. You They, they get a key player. You're, you're betting and saying, oh, you won't be the same at the injury. All basketball players at the injury still can contribute. How about that? Won't be the same but still contribute. So they get a contributing player that can play defense. And shoot from long range he's not gonna be as fast explosive or he's not younger than Melton, but he's still gonna contribute and you give them a first-round pick and who they want David Roddy whatever he is you know I didn't David Roddy all right but Jaden Hardy was right there this is a different type of player this is a different guy this guy was top three in the in the country Super, it's the reason why G League Ignite wants certain guys. They had a certain status. They had a certain pedestal. They went for one of the, the number one fish on that G League Ignite was Jaden Hardy. You could say, oh, Scoot Henderson played, but Jaden Hardy scored 17, almost 18 a game. We don't want to talk about the percentages they shoot because LaMelo Ball came from New, came over from the NBL with bad shooting numbers. Cole Anthony came from North Carolina with bad, we ain't talking about bad shooting numbers. How much did you score at 18, 19 years old against grown men? 18 years old, how much did you score? These are grown men you're playing against. He's 18 years old and he's man moves, shooting long range, confident, going to the hole, going to the line. The fact that at his age he can take that many shots and shoot the 40%, you know, 40% he's gonna shoot. And still score 17, almost 18 the game, let you know where's how special this guy is. And Dallas has him, and that is just unfair, because he's gonna be with Luca, and they're gonna get Brunson back, because I don't think New York is gonna make that move for Brunson. I don't know what that, but but they're saying Brunson or Brogdon, they're gonna get, and they did draft Trevor kills which was that's good for them. Trevor Kills. They got some time. They just need to coach, man. But I'm um, okay. Now, this is what... Because we're going to get back to that. Dan Roche, what's up, my guy? NBC. NBC Sports. Um, I'm going to let y'all know why everybody should be real happy about the The draft. Philadelphia, after the draft, picked up Julian Champagny, the the star, lighted up 6'8", two-way player with range. That's what I like about him most. Not that he got range, because a lot of people got range. They're adjusting to the game, uh, centers, everybody's trying to shoot. But the man is 6'8", and then he can play defense. He's one of the best defensive players in the draft. So... That's a good pickup. Just just pay attention to this pickup and see how he develops. Who knows if he ends up with the sixes in his career. He might get traded level a G League team. But I expect him to be in the NBA, contributing with somebody, scoring double figures off the bench, or being a starter. Scoring double figures, being a starter. When I talk about an all-star, I talk about a starter that can play. I mean, if you look at a guy like him at 6'8", and he can shoot how he shoots, believe me, he's going to be in the NBA for a long time. Just believe me, and the best. And I hope he's with the Sixers, coming off the bench. Being now, it's going to be a little competition. Cause you got Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe's a guy that can shoot from long range. That's going to be the competition right there. Between Champagne and Joe, Champagne and Joe is going to be the competition. That's the competition, Champagne and Joe. I mean, they're both shooters, uh, but if you look at the Sixers, how they're building their team, they got scores and shooters all around the the whole team. Now, not just Shampagni. Y'all got to listen. Y'all just, oh, is this Shampagni? No. Michael Foster Jr. Shampagni averaged 19-6, almost three assists. I mean, I mean, around two assists. Two assists, six rebounds, 19 points at an unbelievable second year. He went back to the NBA draft camps last year and impressed that they came back to school. Now, Michael Foster, Jr. Michael Foster, Jr. averaged 14.8 points, 8.8 rebounds, and 1.9 blocks. He shot 31% from three. You know, that's cool. A lot of people shoot 21, 29, 25, you know, the youngsters that are coming in, GD Ignite, a lot of young youngsters, even the freshmen with with the talent coming in, shooting like 25%. A guy like Michael Foster Jr. is a special player. And the thing is, these scouts, it's different with these scouts. These scouts is different. These these NBA scouts, it's so so hard for them. There's so many guys coming out so early. And then the combine is like, let me tell you something. The combine is an in-and-out type of situation. Like, It's good to have a good combine. But it's a lot of guys that don't even come to the NBA. It's more guys that don't come to the NBA combine than the NFL draft combine. And if, if as much guys did that in the NFL, they wouldn't even be able to tell some of these prospects because they depend a lot on the combine. That is big if you don't show up to an NFL. It's not big on the NBA, uh, NBA combine, but it's real huge. You're going to have to have a pro day or you got to have a certified A. He's being drafted and somebody's telling this person or this agent finds out he's going to have to. That's like real rare, like it's a type of rare prospects. A couple of prospects can get away with that. But... That's big. That's huge. It's not huge in the NBA scout. If you don't go to the NBA draft combine, it's not huge like that. They, they might say a little something about it, but it's not going to be knocked against you. It's not. Guys don't even have to do too much. So, it's a little different. Now, Michael Foster Jr., a 2.0 assists, 75% from the free throw line. He's only going to get better. Michael Foster Jr. was 22nd in the nation, man. See, Michael Foster Jr. was really a top, two. like he was even contending for top five. You know, people moved up, down. But we're talking about Michael Foster Jr. was definitely one of those guys. It's the reason why he was offered the G League, Ignite, and Wright, because he was always one of those top guys. And it seemed like he was always trying to prove himself. Always. And as we know, um, he went to Hillcrest Prep. Let's just start there about how the connection of Michael Foster Jr. is so special. In 2020, Hillcrest Prep landed a brand partnership deal with Philadelphia superstar rapper Meek Mill. My, my uh, Around that time, um, if you look at it, um, of course, for his career, Michael Foster Jr. averaged 23 and 13. Now, last year, he averaged 32 points. 18 rebounds. Two steals and surrounds almost seven blocks. You can see what he did with 1.9 blocks in the G League. He's serious about those blocks. Like, he's going to be a real good defensive player. His hands, he did great hands. Good defensive awareness with those blocks. He's, He's good at it. And he shot around, he shot 42% from three, he shot 58% from the field. His last year of high school, you say, oh, everybody. say, everybody's good in high school. No, they're not. They're not good enough to be 22nd overall in the nation. because everybody was good in high school, everybody would be 22nd. Everybody would be number one. Everybody, no. Everybody's getting hot now. This guy was more than good. And then if you look at it, if you're good enough, you're just good enough. That's the first thing. Don't think everybody knows that's not how it is. If a guy's getting, when you get to a certain level, you get critiqued, you get an analysis looked at you, you get analyzed how good you are. Can you jump? Can you shoot? Can you at the next level? There are so many guys. Everybody in this draft to the G League deserves to be where they're at. and And as you see, G League guys, too many G League guys, but... Major, majority of them all can play in the NBA. It's just how are you good enough to play in the NBA against these guys? You know, it's, it's so many G-leaguers that go to the NBA. G-leaguers that win um, NBA championship. G-leaguers that are in slam dunk contest. G-leaguers that, So that's over with on the g league t- term of them being low. Because full of G-leaguers, NBA is made up of G-leaguers. About probably 30% of the NBA, at least, is made up of G-leaguers. So... At the the least, G-Leaguers are made up 30% of the NBA. Could be even, and and probably 50% of them play in the G-League if they're not G-Leaguers. No, go through there first. You got guys that end up going back to the G-League or or just play in the G-League to sharpen their fangs up. But some guys go straight to the G-League and then come up. Sign two-way contracts. That's another type of... 50-50 because a lot of guys got two-way contracts. I mean, this is it never was like that back in the day with, this, with the G League. It wasn't like that. It used to be the developmental league. It wasn't the G League, and it even wasn't exciting as it is now. So much talent now. Like I say, Michael Foster Jr. is like getting the first-round draft pick. He could have been chosen at 23. He definitely that was one of the guys I was saying Philadelphia at 23 should go for Michael Foster Jr. I put Michael Foster Jr. a little higher. I mean, look what he did. Look what he did in the G League. Michael Foster Jr. is just, and then you got Sempagli just, like, getting his second-round pick. Second-round pick. He's a guy that could be a late first-round pick, like 25. Could be where uh, JV Springer was drafted, 28. That type of player. 19 a game, and these are two defensive guys, too. Notice, two defensive guys. These were good picks. Once again, I knew it was going to happen when Philadelphia didn't have a pick. When they didn't have a pick, I said, they're going to get some free agents. They're going to get some free agent guys anyway and develop them good. They they always pick good guys. Now, Philadelphia's young core is this. That's another thing with Paul Reed. Listen, Foster, 6'8", 250, all-grown man. Him and Paul Reed is an unbelievable start. For their power Four, that that's that's going to be something to see who gets that on the future. Like those two guys are going to be starters. One of those two guys are going to start for the future. I am totally convinced. Totally convinced. I mean, Michael Foster Jr. is definitely Jaden Hardy's the first steal. Michael Foster Jr. might be the the second steal. Are you kidding me right now? He wasn't drafted nowhere out of sixty picks. And people were like, oh, he, so he could have been a lottery pick, but he wasn't drafted. People messed up. Because I want them to tell me right now, what did you see in any power forward in it that you didn't see in Michael Foster Jr.? Like, seriously, right now. If Michael Foster Jr., this, this is just what this means right here. The same thing with RJ Hampton when he went to the uh, New Zealand Breakers. And, you know, LaMelo Ball, got he got the ball with the Hawks. He got the ball. He could do what he wanted to. R.J. Hampton, they didn't play him like that. He ain't got all the money, all the publicity for the team, but he didn't get to get the minutes like that. I, I just really didn't. If R.J. Hampton would have went to college, he would have been in a lottery. If Michael Foster would have went to college, he if Jaden Hardy would have been. Those guys would have stayed, and they would have did this on the college. And it's crazy because they're making it seem like the college platform is bigger than the uh, the G League platform. When this is, there's no such thing as a whole college team beating the G League. That's not going to happen. You can see that when G League ignites, they don't win the championship. They don't dominate. Anytime they come through, no, they they got problems. And, these, and and it lets you know how good these guys are to score these type of points because it's hard. So, once again, Philadelphia did it again. You will see it. J.D. Springer's going to come in this and this. You got D.N.T. Melton, You got Shake Milton. You got F- it's going to be some trade, y'all, because people got to go. And I really believe that first thing, go back, rewind, be very excited about Michael Foster Jr. and Julian Champagne. Be very excited about these guys. That's all I'm going to say. All right? Especially Michael Foster Jr. Especially Michael Foster Jr. I mean, that was just right after the draft. They got two, a first and a second round pick. And another guy who could have been a first-round pick, like Sampagni was just as elite as anybody in college basketball. Like St. John's, 19 points, 6 rebounds. Hell of a shooter from outside. Hell of a defensive player. Great pickup for them. He could have been in the second round this year, second-round pick. Late first-round, second-round pick, but wasn't drafted. It just shows you, that's why I tell people, like, you might think this guy is gonna get drafted, but a team might say, "Ah, I, I need this," so they want to trade. Trades do that too. If, if it wasn't, if it would, if you just had to just draft, it'd have been a little bit different. But trades mess everything up. Sometimes you're drafting for other teams. You're not drafting. You know, they looked at other players. They didn't look at this player. They didn't even work this player out. So you get all the way down and then you realize, "Oh, Michael Foster Jr. didn't get drafted. Wow, unbelievable." But Kofi Cockburn didn't even get drafted. Kofi. Cotburn did not get drafted. This is a lot. Listen. He's not a lottery talent. Okay. Put Kofi. Chet Holmgren is more of a talent. He's more of a. He, he can do a lot more with the ball than Kofi can. But put Kofi in the, in the post with, with Chet. Kofi will make him switch cheese. But, but Chet has so many ways to score from the outside. Driving off the dribble. He can pass the ball. He's a good shot blocker. He's a good rebounder. But, you know, against Chet, against Kofi in the post, he's going to lose. Like arrow, he lost. Put him against Jalen Williams in Arkansas, he lost. It's the more physical, stronger guy always wins. And that's the only thing I'm scared of with Chet, even though he's going to do some things. You're going to watch out for him in the NBA. Put him against uh, Michael Foster Jr. in the post. We're going to see some different things happen. And that's what you have to look at now. People are so look, looking at analysts, and they're like, oh, they're right. Well, they said this guy got drafted here, so you're wrong. No, that don't mean he shouldn't have been drafted there. <laughs> it mean he just wasn't. <laughs> what do you believe in these guys for? We see this every year, drafts redrafted, guys not getting drafted where they should have got drafted. A 20, 2023 uh, NBA draft prospect. I'm just going to tell y'all my number one guy. And it's Scoot Henderson. That G League thing. Listen. Let's go back to the G League night last year. Jalen Green. You see how he played last year. He had his downs, of course. He's an 18-year-old. But you've seen what he did. Especially toward the end of the season. You've seen what Kaminga showed you. Right? Isaiah Todd. Poor Isaiah Todd. It's another guy with all types of talent. Uh, I don't think he should have went to the G League. He should have went to college. So he went to college. He went to college and showed them what he's about. That man would have been in the first round if not the lottery. That's, that's, that's not even a question. Deshaun Nix, the same thing. Deshaun Nix goes to the G League and, you know, he's just his regular self. Deshaun Nix is, is, is a true point guard. He's the type of guy he's going to pass the ball. You know, he's that type of point guard. So he showed all that, but you also can score, and you got to show that more. He, he really clowned in the G League. He showed he was about in the G League. But if he would have went to college and did that, he would have been a first-round pick. He wouldn't have been a lottery. he was a first-round pick. And he could have possible lottery. It's like Ty, possible lottery, but one thing's for sure, two things for certain. Isaiah Ty... And Jason Knicks would have definitely been first round picks. It's not lotteries. That's always remained to be seen. Combines, not people up and down. But first round pick, yes, Knicks and Ty would have been first round picks. Foster Jr. went to college, first round pick. Jaden Hardy went to college, first round pick. You look at the same stats they had in the G League. If they would have did the same thing in college, you, everybody on everybody hearing me on this podcast knows that they would have been in the lottery. 17 and a half points a game, almost three assists, um, five rebounds. You know, the games that he had. Don't look, ever look at shooting because Tyrese Maxey, when he shot for Kentucky, did, did anybody see his shooting numbers? Yeah, horrible. But look what he's doing in the NBA. These guys are built to be next-level stars, and it's crazy. Uh, Shout-out to Overtime Shea. When she was like on Twitter, she was like, Man, y'all need to be telling these guys they they real future. Like, y'all, they depend on people telling them stuff. Oh, this, I'm gonna be drafted here, I'm gonna be drafted there. Then they get to the end, they're not even drafted. Like, how does this, how is that a decision? Look, agents, there has to be decisions made by agents. These contracts will be throwing it, I mean, they, 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 they're getting money. That's the thing about it. They got money, they're getting their money. But that's not what they're not getting. It's, it's where they're going to get drafted at. And who knows if, you know, it, it's hard to make that climb sometimes. It's a harder climb rather than a first-round pick that's going to be catered to soon as he comes in. You know, Jaden Hardy's a second-round pick, and I think even though he was a second-round pick for Dallas, he'll, he'll be looked at big because Dallas needs another type of player. I think that was a real good situation for him. Because Dallas is not that type of team. Brunson really showed a lot. You know, you got did. they're like, it's like second-tier players that can't help him. Jaden Hardy's is going to become their star for Dallas. Everybody say what they want. Just like I said about Cole Anthony when he was drafted. Everybody's like, oh, he's not the mellow ball type. Man, look at Cole Anthony numbers. RJ Hampton just ain't got the the, the minutes. You see Cole Anthony get the minutes. RJ Hampton never had the minutes, so nobody can ever talk about that. RJ did not come in and get catered to like he should have. Being a groundbreaking guy, you should have been catered to. Now, the big thing for Philadelphia, Eric Gordon, still in the process. Don't think that that's out of hand. Philadelphia, the first thing they did when they talked about their three-team deal, they didn't even talk about the first-round pick. They talked about Mati Stiebel being included in the trade with Portland to get eric gordon is portland houston and philadelphia and marty stibble and eric gordon were both involved they never talked about that first round pick they just talked about wanting to move it for something and they got what they they felt they wanted i, I feel like it's the worst trade you need to at least get a second round pick to even even it up to even it up just two two you, two for one like you, a first round pick and danny green a playoff performer you they can say what they want to knock against his age or whatever. This man's been playing like this for years. This is crazy. You don't do like that. Anyway, I, I guess because of the injury, that's what gave him the leeway to be like, you know what, we need to trade Danny Green. That injury's pretty bad. We're gonna trade him. And they did I think that's what made them elevate that. The injury. That's the only thing I could think of that could make them say, all right, two for one. Like and then for Anthony Melton, you traded him a first round pick. For Danny Green was starting games. It was Desmond Bain and John Moran. Melton was clearly a bench player. Key bench player. Key bench player, 22 minutes a game. Key bench player. But he was a bench player. Somebody gave us a first round pick. And Danny Green for Shake Milton. We won. We got a first round pick. And we gotta play all performer. Like, even if Danny Green ain't where he is. What, what the doctor's saying, he'll never be able to play? Like, that's a different story. Then you're giving up a, fir- a first round pick. We got a first round pick for Shake Milton. We won. We won. We won. We got a first round pick for Shake Milton. We won. Unbelievable, like it's, just, it's crazy now, but like I say, what makes it feel better is Michael Foster Jr. You get Michael Foster Jr., and you get Jr. Champagny. That, that was just clean, it, it just makes everything better when you get a player like Michael Foster Jr. Like I said, 14 and 8, 8.8 8 rebounds, 15 and 9, basically, with two blocks. He yeah, 1.9 blocks. Like, you get a young man at 18, 6'8", 2'50", that's doing it against grown men, the games he had, you know. 30-point games. I mean Pak, had a game We had 32-16 and three blocks, like 32.16 rebounds. I mean, Shempag, these are the high-level players. And once again, Philadelphia is always good at getting always good at getting young talent and develop talent like this, a Michael Foster Jr. They got an NBA G to ignite player. When you're able to get one of those, and, and not only did they get an NBA G to ignite, you know, they didn't get a Dayshon Knicks. They didn't get an Isaiah Todd performer, even though Isaiah Todd was double figure, which would have been a great player to get. Philly, Philly knows how to, you gotta know how to develop your players. I feel bad for Todd going to Washington because I don't know how to develop them young guys over there. I mean, Hachem over there. People just don't turn out. It's just a real messed-up organization, I feel, in developing young players. They got guys that have been over the Troy Browns they have been drafted over there. Just FDs. Uh, I mean, they just guys don't turn out to, to, you know, they don't milk. They don't do good at developing their young talent. But Philly does. And you get a guy that was 22nd in the nation. At one time, one of the top five players in the nation out of high school. Comes out and somebody wants one of them guys, yeah, you want to pay. Not only was one of them guys you want to pay, he was one of the best players on there. You look at Marjan Beychamp and Dyson Daniels, that's another thing. I kind of understand Dyson Daniels being drafted over him. You know, he's a 6'8 point guard, Dyson Daniels. Marjan Beychamp, he averaged 11 points a game. That's what I tell people. It just depends on what people want and what they're looking for. You know, Beychamp, he can shoot. From outside, but he wasn't a clear cut, he wasn't a, a, a knock down shooter. But he does have outside range, and I think he'll become a better shooter. God, don't look at those, but Batesham's gonna be a better shooter in the NBA. Better shooter, he's a shooter, he has range. And then you got Foster, has the same thing at his 6'8, 250. Michael Foster can hit three pointers, he can do it all. He could do it all. Michael Foster is elite in every sense of the word. It's the reason why the NBA paid that guy. And he came in and averaged 14, almost 15, nine rebounds and two blocks. Shot 31% from three. He around 45% from the field. He played. He showed and proved. So, you're going to have people listen to this podcast and say, well, he wasn't that good because he didn't get drafted. That's what people who don't know basketball believe. I was, uh, Dan Roche came over there talking. I was, you know, he wanted me to clear up some stuff. Nikolai Jokic is a two-time MVP. We drafted 41st overall. Like, we don't have to no talk about second round. Maurice Cheeks is a Hall of Famer. Nick Van Exel, one of the best point guards we've seen, probably won't be a Hall of Famer. But definitely one of the best point guards when he was playing. All right, Chris Middleton's an all-star. Draymond Green gonna be a Hall of Famer just because of who he, the type of presence he brought. We talk about second-round guys who were those guys. They were those guys. They've been doing this for years. Mark Price, second-round pick. Mark Price. You know what I mean, second-round pick. Second round pick, Mark Price. All-star. Anybody know about Mark Price? All-star. So, what are we talking about? And Jaden Hardy is going to be better than... Listen, if he isn't, everybody can get some things wrong. I'm usually... I'm going to introduce you all to your talk. Until you talk to Lita Johnson. Yes. When it comes to being right... 90% 90% of the time, I'm right. There are 10% times where, oh, uh, that doesn't happen. Oh, uh, somebody doesn't win. Oh, uh, somebody ain't good, all right? We're talking to Leader Johnson. I do this 24-7, 365, so I can give y'all the news, so I can give y'all the scoop. These guys are good. And Michael Foster Jr., I mean, this draft is a little different. We're going to see. Michael Foster Jr. has all-star potential. He wasn't drafted. He has all-star potential. You want me to say it again? all-star potential now once again go back to philly eric gordon that can happen i think that's gonna happen i think it's just a matter of everybody has to get everything ready everything right i don't even know what portland getting out of it i know um my tea, i think portland portland been wanting my T they have been wanting my T so i don't think houston gets my team style i think portland gets my team We'll see what happens. Uh, we don't know what Houston's going to get, but we get Eric Gordon, and maybe Portland's going to give up somebody out the deal to make everybody happy. So we'll see how that goes. But I think that's going to happen. That's go- I think that's going to happen eventually. The PJ Tucker the three year, thirty million dollar contract is supposed to already be offered soon as free agency hits. And I think with that being said, you know why I think that's going to happen because PJ Tucker's uh, he knows more. He knows Harden. You know, of course, behind the scenes talking has been going down for PJ Tucker to even opt out. After coming from a playoff team like Miami, it'll let you know what's going to happen because he would have picked that up or he would have asked for an extension or it would have been talks already with Miami to stay there. That's not going to happen. So P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon are going to come to Philly. I see that happening. And I'll be cool when that happens. (laughs) But I'm really cool because they got Michael Foster Jr. He's going to be a special, special kid, special player, no question about it. Everybody said they went, oh, he didn't get drafted. The man got paid a meal ticket to come out of high school at 18. That's the first thing. No matter who didn't turn out, we're going to talk about Des- Deshaun Nix, who didn't turn out to be, you know, a, a, a impact player, but he's doing good in the G League, and the boy's a bad boy, in the G- and he's going to be in the NBA. He's a good, pure point guard. He will be in the NBA for a long time. He won't be a starter, but he'll be in the NBA for a long time. Will he be a starter? I mean, let me take that back. He doesn't remind me of Mark Jackson, but we'll see what happens. I'm just not going to predict him to be a starter. But he will be in the NBA for a long time. He's a good NBA player. He can He has. He has starter potential. He definitely has starter potential. We'll see if he'll get there. Because if you don't, let me tell you something. Everybody knows if you don't come out with uh, as a rookie with the game already came to you to be a future player at a certain position, you just can't give a guy that. Type, and, and, and and then they're not drafted can't give a guy that type of you know you can't give him there's no way you can give a guy that type of uh, stature but nicks definitely can be a starting point guard let's not get that twisted because i'm not going to predict him yet until he gets to that point to where he's in that position you know to be that starting point guard because you know he didn't come out the gate drafted. You know, when you sit in there on their roster at a certain spot and then to move up, you got, he got to come up from the G League. And so, just like Isaiah Tide, what's going to happen? What are they going to do with him? Is he going to get his time? What's going on? What is, what is really going on with his future? You know, we'll see what happens. If you don't come out the gate drafted and, and you're in certain positions, they send was around the Houston Rockets. A loser organization, ah, that's, that's real hard to get and in, in, in when they already got guys in tune and ready. Isaiah Ty, so many guys were in tuned and ready. They, they didn't envision just jumping him from G League. He wasn't drafted to, you know, come up from G League like that. But Michael Foster's a little different. Not only was he, you know, both guys were drafted around their five-star range. They were both, you know, had double-figure. But Foster had a better G League than Isaiah Ty. He dominated better. He, he looked like Jalen Green look. That's what he looked like. He looked like Jalen Green. He looked like Jalen Green looked and Kaminga looked in the G League. This G League team was was better. They was more talented. They were more talented. This G League team was just more talented. Scoot Henderson at 17. Michael Foster and Jaden Hardy at 18. 14.8. And almost, 15, almost 15 to 9. And then... Jaden Hardy, almost 18. Uh, Marshawn Baychamp, 11. And, and Dyson, 11 a game. You know, Dyson was drafted. I knew what he was going to be drafted near. He's a 6'8 point guard. They are they are salivating over what Dyson Daniels can do coming from Australia. Then you got um, you got Baychamp. I mean, his story is big. Came in, worked hard, did good, big things. It was a good G League team. It was a real good G League team. Um, Better than last year's, you know. We're looking at this team. And we're looking at these guys and and, and Michael Foster is. Everybody can take their look. Look at the highlights. Look at Michael Foster Jr. Look at what you're getting. Look at what you're getting. Then go look at Jumpogney. This man, he shot 65, 60. Three pointers. He shot twenty-seven this freshman year. Twenty-seven three pointers. Next year he shot 60, sixty-three pointers, made sixty of them. The next year he made sixty-five of them. I mean, he shot over uh, like one hundred and fifty-eight three pointers. Sixty-five out of one hundred and fifty-eight last year. I mean, he shot like thirty-three percent but he's putting up threes and shooting them, and you know the volume goes up. Those type of shooters' volume goes up in the NBA. You're around better coaches. Yeah, You know, you're around, you you mature, you evolve. Look at Tyrese Max, the way he's evolved. All you have to do is work a shooter, and, you know, Maxi is just a scorer. He just worked on that three-point shot because people was always like, his three-point shots are good, and he worked on it. Now, Shampagny coming, he works with the Philadelphia 76ers in blue coats because he's going to work with the blue coats. So he's going to have – that's the guy in G-League, everybody better watch out for. It's going to be hell to pay. This guy is hard to stop from scoring from the outside. Like, he's 6'8", so he's over you. got good wingspan. And then Michael Foster Jr. definitely – this this blue coat team going to be different. It's because Paul Reed's about to move up. Paul Reed's going to be on the start line. Michael Foster Jr. is not going to, you know, come in and – no, he, he's coming to be on the G League so they can move Paul Reed up. Jaden Springer is another guy. Time to move him up. You know, you got guys like Charlie Brown, time to move him up. I think Charlie Brown stays. And, you know, since we got these two-way guys, you know, one has to go. So, you know, it's going between Charlie Brown Jr. and Miles Powell. I think Miles Powell's out of here. Charlie Brown Jr. is too good of a wing that can play defense. Miles Powell get on with somebody. You know, he he definitely can score. He showed a lot. You know, but um, these guys, uh, Charlie Brown Jr. was in, in game, really doing big things on both ends of the floor. So that'll be that part. But another thing, let's go to Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal. Out of all the stars that have been mentioned that could come to Philly, you know, the Zach Levines, all the, all the possibilities. It's been Kyrie Irving has already put Philadelphia on the list. Oh, that is crazy. That is, that is, that's crazy. He even says them with James Harden over here. That means he's no, there's really no hard feelings with James Harden. James Harden just couldn't take that mess and he left. He left, he couldn't take that mess, he left. I, I can't do it. But Kyrie knows that James Harden's a good player. Kyrie wants to play in Philly too, because it's Philly. It's the East Coast. And also it's a big market. He knows what it is. You be showtime. If they, if they love you in Philly, whew. But he can't do that disappearing act in Philly. They will they will shoot at him. <laughs> come to the club and say, Kyrie, come out the club. You see. You're gonna see the audience. Come out the club, Kyrie. <laughs> it's Philadelphia. Come out, the, okay. You went at the game, fool. Get out this, get out the club. <laughs> no more clubs for you. <laughs> crazy, you know how crazy this sports town is. Kyrie cannot make this town mad, he's made New York and Boston mad. Yeah, he cannot, and and you know, New York, you know, teams forget about it once you play good, but in the back of their mind, they're leaving. Like, is Kyrie gonna think about taking another break? Is he gonna get. Selfish, and or or is he gonna get mad about something and don't do it? So now he can't play. Like every everything we talk about with Kyrie, it's about vaccine and all that. But you gotta take it. Like people talking about people having this. This is not enough. These percentages are not enough. Not even close to enough. It's it's not. It's not close to enough. You talking about people? This is this is not an epidemic of people dying. And it's not. It is not. It's not. It's not. not No. it's, It's not at all. It's not that type of problem. It's just some malfunctions with some people, and that's it. Y'all are crazy. Y'all crazy. There's side effects to every medicine you take. Any medicine you take. Too much of anything is bad in life. So what I'm trying to say is that don't, that Kyrie Irving, vaccine, he should have took the vaccine. His teammates did. None of, them, none of them died. Nobody fell out. Nobody was traced by the government. <laughs> it's just Crazy. Crazy. So I I, I was one of the people who said, I'm not really with Kyrie. I'm not with Kyrie. I'm sick of him. But it has to be something in his contract that says he's going to play. Now, the only way that that I'm happy with Kyrie being in Philly is if he gets the mid-level exception. That means we ain't spend much money on him. And then if we look at it, he has to be with the team we get. I'm talking about Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker. Because then we still got Tyrese Maxey. So if Kyrie decided to disappear, we still got Tyrese Maxey. We still got the Anthony Melton. The guys I think is going to be gone soon. You got Shake Milton. You got Furkan Korkmaz. You got Matisse Stable. But everybody's really on the horn. I mean, anybody can be really gone. But I really think that um, we got the Anthony Melton here. If Eric Gordon comes with James Harden with the Anthony Melton, that could mean the end of Shaq, uh Milton. It could mean the end of Shake Milton. But at the same time, I don't want it to be the end. I think it should keep him. Jaden Springer and Isaiah Joe, the other two guards on this team. But if you look at things, these are all trading pieces. If we if we use Matisse Diable and get Eric Gordon, boom, that's one. Then you got P.J. Tucker. But, see, Tobias Harris and and, and – Shake Milton are two big trading ships. These guys are productive players. Tobias Harris has proved he's a good player. I don't know what team is looking at Tobias Harris right now and saying, I know you're talking about contracts, but the guy's good. So, (laughs) Tobias Harris can play. The man's going to score almost 18 a game every year. So, you got Tobias Harris. You got Shake Milton. For Concord Miles, he's going to get his stroke back. One thing's for sure, let's look back to last year. You had big games. So, a team is going to be intrigued by a guy that can shoot and play defense. You know, he's talking about the time he slumped. We know he can shoot. You know, that's the thing. If you include him in a package deal, you're getting three players. Uh, one guy, 6'7, one guy, 6'5, can play both guard One guy, 6'7, can play guard and small forward, shoot from both angles. Uh, Tobias Harris is another, we already know what type of study he is in the playoffs. He, he, he performs in the playoffs, in the post, in, in the regular season. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. Then we're talking about who else could go. This guy I don't want to go. Jaden Springer, Charles Bassey, they could all be put. These guys have proven. Charles Bassey proved in the season. Uh, Jaden Springer proved it in the G League. What type of play is after being a guy that's 19 years old, playing like he did, scoring 15 a game in the G League. Bassey dominated the G League. Dominated. He simply dominated you got Isaiah Joe, another guy you could trade. He's a, he's a guy that can shoot with range. There are so many guys they got that they can, they can throw at people. They have showed themselves. The only guy that ain't showed themselves on the pro NBA floor is Jaden Springer. But everybody knows about Jaden Springer. Everybody knew he was a one-and-done. Everybody knew him at Tennessee. And people have been paying attention in the G League. So don't get it twisted. Now, another guy, Philip Petrushev, is they're going to bring him over to try to play? Is it going to be room for him to try to come over and play? I think he'll be in the G League playing, but... Will he come over this year, Michael Foster Jr.? Oh, he th- th- that that summer league team is gonna be retarded. The, oh, you understand? Jaden Springer, Michael Foster Jr., Julian Champagny. Who's gonna play point guard? Uh, they're gonna get somebody to play point guard. We don't even know. Somebody will play point guard. To it could be Petrusa, or it could be. Ba- I think he should go back and play. That team should end up winning or be one of the best top three teams in the summer league. They should make it to the to championship. I don't. I don't care. Charles Bassey, Jaden Springer, Michael Foster Jr., Julian Champagny, like those guys. Do you put Isaiah Joe in the a, in a, in a summer league? Why not? Why not? Keep him sharpened? Why not? You still got Shamari Pines. Now, he's not hes not a 76er, but he was drafted by the Bluecoats. Did you put him in the summer league to play with the summer? It don't mean these guys are going to be sixers. It mean they're with the Bluecoats. I think Shamari Pines probably gets a chance, and that's a good five. Think about it. Put Petrasev, let him come off the bench. Oh, Petrasev off the bench. He had a good international league. He, he really did good over there. You know, he averaged around 14, eight, 14 nine something around that. Young star. He's always good over there. They're good in Serbia. So what do you do? So my thing here, y'all, before we leave, um, yes, I- I'm more pleased because we got Michael Foster, Julian, Junior, Junior, and Shampaiu. Don't look at, under- you can't look at undrafted free agents like that. They're a big deal now. You know what I mean? Undrafted free agents end up making the league and being contributors. But we don't have to go back to the G League because of the good that they they weren't even drafted. I'm not going to say Robert Covington. I did, though. But that's just the name a few. I mean, Philadelphia did a great job. And then more guys are coming out, especially with this NBA G Ignite thing. Like I said, they, they said Knicks and, and, and Ty didn't do too much in the, in the pros, but Knicks showed a lot. He did show some big games in the pros. And... He killed it in the G League. But Tide, okay. He had some time to go. And guy, I guys still believe in Tide. But these guys are all talented. And you're getting a guy. And Foster Jr. is on another level from a Dacian Knicks. Uh, I think Foster Jr. is better. was better than Isaiah Tide. is a good, real good player. Uh, was, was, was a real good talent coming out of high school. Foster Jr. was better. He was better. He was absolutely better than Isaiah Tide. And he showed it when he came to play in the G League. It's just crazy how people let this man slip out their fingers. He's not a lottery pick. How is he not a lottery pick? Crazy. Unbelievable. So, what's going to have to happen? Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and then what happens? Are they going to... Like, that Kyrie Irving situation... He said something about a signing trade. So, I, doubt, I don't, I don't if, if that happens, I'm telling you, The only way that happens is if something's in the contract, right? Something has to be in the contract that says, if he, if, if he chooses to leave, if he wants to, if he doesn't abide by a certain regulation and leaves, when he has to leave, it has to be really excused by the team. If it's not excused by the team, then you don't get paid, Period. If it ain't no family emergency. Because people get to leave the team for that. If you're sick, okay. But you decide not to take something you're supposed to take. Because of a theory. Or suspicion. You know. There's no. If there was a crisis of people dying off this thing. Nobody would say anything to. Not only would nobody say nothing to Kyrie Irving. It would be something done about it. Nobody would even be taking these vaccines. So it's just crazy. It's just crazy. That has to be in the contract. He has to follow regulations. He can't just take breaks because of mental, his mentalness. No. He feel like he want to. No, no. There are people with actual mental problems that have to step away. You know, Ben Simmons had to actually be seen for mental problems. He, don't, he didn't go to the club. There was actually something wrong with him. He wasn't going to the club. No, you can't go to the club. You got to go sit at home. You can't go to the club. You got a mental problem. You can't play the game. You can't go to the club, man. It's crazy. It's just crazy. He has to be contained. Now, the Bradley Bill situation, that's where I feel like Philly's going to go. This is interesting. It's real interesting to me because there's a possibility Tobias could get traded to. I mean, what what would you do? Let's think about a trade. Before, Before we go, let's talk about these two trades. Um... I'm pretty sure the Nets have a lot of uh, good young pieces, uh, but Kyrie Irving is going to require some people, so think about it, Tobias Harris, Shake Milton, um, Jaden Springer, okay. keep Joe there, we got to keep somebody there as a guard, oh, Corkmines, I'm just throwing all the names in there that could be included, with Tobias Harris. It might not be all of them at once, but these are guys that could be included: Charles Bassey, Jaden Springer. All these guys could be included to swipe a guy. What would you do? You take Tobias Harris, the guys that mean the most: Shake Milton. Okay. um, Isaiah Joe would be the first guy. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade Springer first. I wouldn't trade Springer first. I would try to trade Isaiah Joe first. And, and, it's, and it'd be better because Isaiah Joe has played NBA ball. Talk about Bradley Beal. It's the same thing. about Tobias to, 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 to Harris. Tobias Harris. Shake Charles Bader. That probably take all our young guys. Charles Bassey. <laughs> the rights to Felipe Pitre. Let's see what they want. I think it'll take a good three guys or four guys. We're talking about who, how many guys would it take. As long as Tobias Harris is included, Shake Milton, uh, Jaden Springer. Now, they say Charles Bass, he let them go. Let these guys go for Bradley Bill. Now, I would do that. I would do that. I would do that. Try, as much as I don't want to let some of these young guys go, you get Bradley Bill on their team. And let's just say you got Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon, De'Anthony Melton, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden. Eric Gordon can go play the the, the small four. Put him over there. You still got Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Bradley Beal, De'Anthony Melton. Crazy four-guard. Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Joel Embiid. You still got Paul Reed but what do you do with small forward guys? Got a, You still got gorgeous. Nyang. He's still over there. That's a small forward guy Why other guys develop. You got Charlie Brown Jr. who was time to unleash him. He's a defensive guy. It's a good guy to put in there that my two was gone. He's a defensive guy. He is a defensive player. No question. Now we got Bradley Bill, Jaden Springer. Well, maybe, hopefully. Jaden wouldn't be gone. We would have Isaiah Joe gone. That's the that 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 would be the hard move. Out of all the guys you wanna get, would you wanna let Jaden Springer go? You know? And then you know, you don't want to let go. I understand people, I, I'm rocking with you. I gotta go with y'all. I don't want to let go of my young players either, but this is Bradley Bill. It's the championship. They're gonna look good, they're gonna push stats up, but they're gonna order gonna win championships. Bradley Bill puts you in championship mode, baby. You still got Paul Reed. You still even if you keep Isaiah Joe, you still got Isaiah Joe. Oh, sure. and, and they want Jaden Springer. You still keep Paul Reed. You still keep Michael Foster. Julian is still there. You know Philadelphia can develop young players. So that's no problem. I mean Isaiah Joe is a good young guard. So I think you can still keep people that are young to develop. P.J. Tucker older, you still got Foster and and, and you still got Reed. Okay, who do you want? The third guy, okay, right now it's Charlie Brown Jr. You worry about that coming later. There are contracts that run up. These guys aren't with you forever. Philadelphia, it's it's no problem with young talent. Philadelphia, take care of that. So I'm out, y'all. This is Lita Johnson, Um, your host with the most. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. I'm out, y'all.